thing that's been within me about divine strength, but I'm going to talk differently about it tonight. I'm going to have you go different places to come along with me. So here we go. It says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of whose might? His might. Come on, say it with me. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the, in the Lord and in the power of who? His might. Amen. So Ephesians 6.10 says that. And then last uh, Sunday, we, we looked at uh, verses 14 and 15. It says, stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. I want to kind of continue the, uh, this idea for a little bit. Now go with me to Psalm 105, verse 4. Psalm 105, verse 4, it says this. It says, seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his face evermore. Seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his face evermore. I want to kind of stay here for a second because I believe what you need is strength. What you need in this season as we are in the last, as we are in the close of this year of 2018, I believe what you're going to need and what the spirit of God has been informing me about is that you and I need strength. Now, here's the deal. I talked about last stand Sunday about standing strong. When life comes and knocks at your door, when life is hitting you, you need to stand strong. So I talked about it in the aspect of life, when life comes, when, when trials, tribulations, and all of that stuff comes, you've got to stand strong, right? But this today, I kind of want to come from a different angle. The angle I want to talk to you about with strength is, is that some of you need the strength to pursue. The strength to pursue. What are you talking about pursuing? I'm talking about the strength to pursue your destiny, your God-given assignment. And the strength you need is in the presence of God. Matter of fact, ladies and gentlemen, as I begin to meditate upon this particular Psalm, one, uh, Psalm 105, verse 4, I begin to think about all of the people that God called. I begin to think about them and most of the, every time God called somebody into service, he called them into his presence. Why does he do this? Because it is there where strength is found. And let me tell you something. Most people walk weak because they don't know their purpose. And they don't feel like they are adequate enough to do the very thing that God has instilled in them to do. And so the very fact of the matter is this, ladies and gentlemen, you need to be see, you can't stand strong in the promises of God because the promises of God are attached to your purpose. So if you're not really firm in your purpose, you're really not going to be firm in the promises of God because the promises of God are going to look like a far off thing to you. But if you are sure in who you are and the purpose that God has on your life, then you can stand a lot more firmer on that truth. And see, it's hard to, oh my God, it's hard to gird yourself on the truth of God's word when you're not sure if it's really fit in your need. 
Ladies and gentlemen, I begin to look at this. He says, seek the Lord and his strength. So what he's saying is in the presence of God, you need to seek him, but not only him, but seek the strength that he has while in the presence of God. Matter of time, many people come to the presence of God and leave out with nothing. <laughs> because when people come to God, they don't come with an anticipation that he can do anything. Matter of fact, when you come to the presence of God, you don't even come expecting anything. Matter of time, many people come to church on Sunday because it's a religious thing that they do. It's out of habit. So when they come here, they say, okay, what you get out of church today? Oh, it was all right. Uh, that's how I know you didn't get nothing. Because when you leave out of here, you should be leaving stronger than what you came in here with. Ladies and gentlemen, there is stuff to be found in the presence of God. Matter of fact, the reason why most people, you are not, you're living a life that feels empty or, or unfulfilled is because you have not went into the presence of God to figure it out for yourself of what he has and what he has to offer. Hallelujah. He says, seek who? The Lord. And what? His strength. Because in his presence, he is going to reveal something to you that seems bigger than you. Hallelujah. Because when you're in his presence, God will begin to tell you things. God will begin to reveal to you things that you see that you're inadequate, that you don't have enough on your arsenal to complete. But there's something that happens that God reassures you and confirms to you that he strengthens you to give you the, the courage to be able to handle the assignment that he has for your life hallelujah he says seek the lord and his strength hallelujah he didn't say seek the lord and you get your own strength and it's not by your human effort listen here tonight let me tell you something what god is requiring is your trust your trust is what he needs he said trust me and depend on my effort hallelujah that's all you gotta do the bible says trust and obey hallelujah he says, I want you to seek the Lord and his strength. What you need, what you and I need is strength. And we need God. His presence is what reveals to this, reveals this to us. Why do I know this? Okay, listen, I begin to think one of the major people, and I'm going to talk about him in deep detail in a few weeks. His name is Gideon. Gideon. Moses. Joshua, oh my God, I can go through all of these names. Uh, 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 Jonah, uh, Jeremiah, David, Daniel, all of them were called into the presence of God and strengthened for an assignment. I got something for you to do. Elijah, Elisha, I got something for you to do. Abraham, summons i have something for you to do hallelujah the apostles you were summoned into the presence of god wait in jerusalem i have something for you to do but before you do it 
you're going to need some strength. Oh my God, in this room tonight. See, some of you in this room tonight, you leave out of the presence of God and you didn't get the strength to go in. You just get, you just hear something and you heard it and then you act upon it when God told you to wait because you need to wait to get the, oh my God, the necessary tool for you to go to the next level. The apostles just couldn't go out and witness. What they need was the power of God. So he says, wait in Jerusalem. He said, for that on that day, you shall be filled with the power of God. You can't do an assignment that you ain't been filled to do it with. Hallelujah, you got so many people who are ministering the gospel and, they ha and have not been filled. You got so many people are singing, have not been filled. You got so many people doing various different things and they have not been filled. It's not till you've been filled with the Holy Ghost that you've been enabled to do what you've been, oh my God, assigned to do. He said, I want you to seek the Lord and what? His strength. It is God's strength. Philippians 4 verse 13 said, I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. I can do all things through Christ. It says I can do it through him. Here's the deal. I got strength of my own, but it does not compare to supernatural strength. So, oh my God, I'm about to show you something. You probably didn't think about it. So you got some human will yourself. But what happens when you allow God's strength to then connect with yours? That meaning that God has a more has God has a, a supernatural. A See, here's the deal. You need the supernatural realm to be able to infiltrate some things in the natural that your own power can't do. Jesus, I praise you in this room tonight. You need the power of God that operates in a realm that is not held down by time to then intervene in situations that you don't have the power to overcome by yourself. And that's why Jesus says, you can't do nothing without me. It is me that is able to empower you. It is me that gives you the opportunity to create wealth. It is me who gives you the opportunity to get jobs and oh my god it is me who does that hallelujah your power your intelligence was enough to get you in the interview but it's Christ's power that's gonna take that oh my god that's gonna take that little that take that application and pass it on through Hallelujah, your car, you, oh my God, your credit acting a little funny. All you got is the money. You trying to get approved for a loan and all of that stuff like that. But there's something that happens when, oh my God, on your own, you were able to do this. But then God puts it on somebody's heart and say, you know what? We're going to try to work out a deal. Here you go. Here your car. Here's your house. That's what God will do for you because you need his strength. Hallelujah. Say, God, I need your strength. God, I need your power. You need the supernatural realm of God to intervene in this natural realm. God is not held down by time. God is not held down by human will. God has an ability to work on somebody's heart. God will use your own worst enemy to bless your life. That's what happens when you work with God's strength. 
He said, you are a partner with me. You and I are partners in this thing. You're not in this by yourself. You and I got a partner. So he's my partner in crime because he's able to do things that I can't do and take it farther than, oh my God, than what I can imagine. Look at somebody say exceedingly, abundantly, above all that acts or think according to the power that worketh in who you. He said, I need, he said, seek the Lord and his strength. When was the last time you sought the Lord? Hallelujah. If you're not seeking him, you're not winning. If you're not seeking him, you're already losing the battle because it's in seeking him and it's seeking his strength that, oh my God, there's courage and boldness begins to arise in you. And people say, who you think you are? I'm a child of God. That's who I am. I'm not scared of you. I got the strength of God. Shout hallelujah. <laughs> Sit down for me. I didn't plan to do all this. Here's the deal. He says, seek me and his strength. The presence of God is where purpose is obtained and strength is given for the revelation of your assignment. And he says, seek his face forevermore. This is not a one-time thing. Most people seek God based upon one times. Throughout the year, you seek him only for what you want. That's not, this is not how this works. This is a relationship thing. We are partners. We're partners in this thing. Listen here, seek, seek first the kingdom of God and all this. See, you know why you're so anxious? You want to know why you're so wearisome? You want to know why you face all of this? You go through so much changes like the weather. You want to know why all of that? Because you're not seeking first the kingdom of God. That's why the Bible says to set your eyes upon heaven. That means, and another translation says, set your eyes on the, set your eyes on Christ, and and uh, set your eyes upon heaven and its in its reality. Because the, the real the real deal is that heaven is more powerful than this earth, and the rewards of heaven are way greater than the rewards and accolades you can get here. The accolades you can get here is great. It's nice. It's great. But it don't compare to the reality of what's waiting for me there. Because the thing about it is what's waiting for me there is, is, is lifelong. Because when I die here, it ain't coming with me. But when I go there, I got it for eternity. <laughs> you worried about your little money here? I don't care about that when I got a whole mansion waiting for me. What do I care for? You think I, I, oh, I love money. I, don't get me wrong. Money's great. It's useful. If you don't like money, we need to cast the demon out of you. Come out of there, I say. You lying false spirit. <laughs> lying in church. Money's a great servant. It's a bad master. Hear me. 
that it doesn't compare to the realities of heaven. The realities of heaven is what's waiting for you there. Let me tell you something. God wants you to live a great abundant life here. Let me tell you something. You need to live here. Don't, don't, don't wait to wait. Don't wait till you get to heaven to live. That's that's bad. You need to be living here. Because living here abundantly prepares you for what you're going to go up there. <laughs> I don't know what you think this is. <laughs> Hallelujah. The very fact of the matter is this, ladies and gentlemen. It is in seeking the face of God that you are able to obtain his strength. Let me tell you something. Life happens. You get low. You feel discouraged. Where else are you going to come and get strength from? got to get it from him what amazes me ladies and gentlemen how many people can just want to find their peace of mind in a wine bottle find their peace of mind in weed find their peace of mind in even shopping there's so many people, there's so many different things that people can do. It's just not sex, money, and all that stuff. There's so many other things you can do to try to find your strength, all that stuff like that. Why do all of that when you can just get it from the source of your strength? So that's why we go to all these other things. It's not good enough. You need God's strength. You need to seek the Lord and his strength. I got one more for you, and I'm leaving. Here it is. My soul melts from heaviness. Strengthen me according to your word. <laughs> Here is the, here, well, I, the point that I'm making to you tonight is that some of you are on the verge of something big. But you need the push to get out of this weak frame of mind and to go running with the horseman. You need a kick to say, you know what? I need the strength. You got three more months to make some kingdom moves. Whatever you do in these months will determine what the next five or ten years of your life going to look like. Tell me I'm wrong when we look 10 years down the road. Matter of fact, let's see what happens next year. Because 2019 is a year of thriving. If you ain't picked up nothing up off the ground, how can you thrive in another year? You ain't done nothing in this one. You just can't thrive. My thing is, listen here, the seeds that you're sowing in this year, the things that you lined up in this year about to set up. Oh, my God, it's about to set off next year. If you don't got nothing going on now, you ain't going to you going to be worse. You're going to be worse because you didn't take the opportunity to work while it was day. <laughs> you worried about, OK, why is it that I'm seeing sprouting a uh, uh, sprouting see because you uh, you and I look at different people and what they got going on. Why is it they got more stuff going on than me because they were sowing while you were doing nothing. They were sowing seed while you were wishing that you would sow the seed that they would do. 
You can't be jealous of somebody who actually put some action behind their faith. You can't be mad at somebody like that. You got to only be mad at yourself. You got the same opportunity they had. But if you're so busy being distracted and you ain't planning nothing, then you ain't going to see a harvest. There's a time for planting and sowing and there's a time for reaping. And guess what? 2019 is my time for harvest. I done sold, I done sold. And I done sold in tears and I'm about to reap in joy. So listen, some of you in this room need to get off of your stool of wanting to do, oh my God, get off your stool of do nothing and do something. Some of you are sitting and it's okay. You're sitting down on the seat of, 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 you're so paralyzed with fear, paralyzed with worry. What if this, what if that, what if this, what if it actually works? You didn't go into all of the negatives and you haven't paid attention that just maybe if I follow God's word, I might, this, this thing might actually pay off. It just might happen for me. I got a story to tell you. I switched over to real estate from insurance. I got the, oh my God, I got out of Aflac so fast. I got out of there. I got out of there. But here's the deal. Did it immediately start popping off for me in real estate? No, it did not. It took me at least six months before I got my first deal. And then after getting my first deal, it took a little second for me to get my next. But then what happened is the more I was sowing and putting in the time, then they're okay. Hey, hey, Brandon, can you, can, I, I'm coming from Oregon. Can you, can you, can you find me some? Oh, oh, here, here's a referral. I, I got somebody I need you to work with here. Oh, and then after that, ma matter of fact, I'm sitting in my grandfather's funeral and I got three people calling me and one person's calling me from a business card I gave them months ago and say, hey, can you help list my home? So then I got three listings that I'm doing in all of this span of three months. So don't you tell me that you're sowing that you won't see the harvest from it look at somebody say big money's coming to me don't tell me let me tell you something here's the deal you need to chase what it is that you're i'm going to talk more about this later in the few months to come but here's you need to start doing stuff that are fulfilling here's me let me tell me something let me tell you this fulfillment this is a sidebar fulfillment if you're doing what you're fulfilled success will find your fulfillment people got it the other way around you run into success successful people are some successful people are not fulfilled because they don't really they're not fulfilled in what they're doing they just got successful based upon their knowledge, but not successful. See, here's the deal. Your fulfillment, oh my God, God wants you to be fulfilled in order so you can enjoy the success. That's why successful people get to a place of mental breakdowns. I.E. Selena Gomez. I.E. Robin Williams. I.E. The, the cook who just killed himself. Ordained. All of this stuff happens because you know what? You're living a life that is not fulfilled. <laughs> Are you hearing me tonight? Here's the deal. You need a kick. How do you get that kick? Strengthen me according to your word. <laughs> how, how 
are you going to how are you going to get out of that? The psalmist says, strengthen me according to your word. My soul melts from heaviness, but you know what I need? I need you to strengthen me according to your word. Some of you, your, my soul melts from fear. Please strengthen me from your word. Oh, my God, my soul melts from rejection. Oh, please, Lord, strengthen me from your word. My soul melts from comparing myself to other people in me. I, oh, my God, strengthen me according to your word. My soul melts from, oh, my God, the negativity that I heard from my past and people tearing me down. But, God, I need you to strengthen me according to your word. God's word has more positive things to say about you than any negative thing. No little hater or enemy got to say about you he said strengthen me according to your word you need to be strengthened according to god's word that you can do all things through christ that strengthens you you got to be oh my god you got to be strengthened by god's word to know in your spirit that he says that oh my god for i know the plans that i have towards you plans of good and not of evil to lead you to an expected end to give you a future and a hope god has more positive things to say about you than the negative things that you receive from the enemy and even from the people that are close to you and the people that are close to you are saying no negative things because their lives are in shambles and they don't want to see where you go oh my god because misery loves company but i got good news for you you're miserable no good for nothing self will stay that way but i'm going on to a whole nother level and you're going to be looking at me on top while you're still down there and that's where you're going to stay but you got the ability to come up but you're staying down there but i'm going where god has me to go not worried to say I ain't worried about nothing you didn't allow those people to talk bad about you long enough you didn't allow the people to keep you paralyzed long enough God strengthened me according to your word hallelujah you need the strength to pursue the strength to pursue your destiny the strength to pursue those things that god has for you i'm trying to preach until you're mobilized to go out into every sphere and to dominate dominate on the workforce dominate in your business dominate in media education technology dominate in those areas who said that you couldn't do it Who are you listening to? Because you're not listening to God. Oh, but my, my mommy and daddy say that I need to do this. Is your mommy and daddy God? My friends say that I don't look good or I'm not smart enough to. Is your friend God? Who? in the world are they to tell you who and what you can be <laughs> i don't understand how we allow nobodies to control your destiny <laughs> I, I don't understand this it is amazing to me I don't care. I am not allowing some sideline people who don't have no intentions of getting in the game to tell me what I can do and what I cannot do. God has strengthened me and given me the power. 
I will not allow the enemy to tell me that it won't happen for you at five o'clock. Then the people ain't never gonna come. I got a word from God that said this place gonna be filled by the end of this year. I done made so many declarations and so many decrees by what God has given me to say. And guess what? God is gonna back up his servant and you will see and you will tremble with fear because of the power of God that's upon this house and upon the people's lives of TCF. And I say that over your life, people going to fear and tremble. The same very people that, oh my God, the same very people that say you can are going to be coming to you for handouts. The same very people. Ha uh-huh. ha. You didn't think my idea would make me make me no money. You didn't think so. Why are you coming to me now? But you know what? This is how you, this is how you are mature because you can be gracious with favor and say, here, here you go. Hey, because I got it like that. Look at somebody say, I'm not worried about nothing. <laughs> Strengthen me according to your word. I'm coming to a finish. Here's what I'm telling you. I'm trying to preach until every chain comes breaking down in your life tonight. God has a strength in you, and that is in his word. I'm telling you, when people tell me I read the word, I don't get nothing because you ain't really reading. There's no way in the world you can read the word of God and feel like, huh, I didn't get anything. There's no way. When you read the t- things that are in this book, God begins to speak to you and minister to you. The Holy Spirit begins to illuminate. Uh, the word of God is like a two-edged sword. It's powerful. It's sharp. It's sharp. Excuse me. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. It, it's that the word of God is active. It's alive. The problem that you don't, here's the deal. Here's the deal. This is what I don't understand, right? The word of God is the only active and living book that you'll ever read. The words on his pages are life. Because they have been breathed upon by the spirit of God. I'm not coming for any preacher that writes books. I don't care if I even wrote a book. The paid the words on this page are not as living and active as the Bible is. I don't care. I don't care. I can write a book and tell you to go get it. But listen to me. My words, while maybe inspired by the Holy Spirit, but his spirit breathed upon that. That Bible. And it was everything coming out of its mouth, his mouth, excuse me. Versus me just writing a book and putting my own little philosophy in there with mixing it with scripture and mixing it with the spirit empower me to write it. It's a difference when you are reading that. I can read that and read a T.D. Jakes book. That's great. But something is greater about that because the spirit of God inspired it, breathed upon it, and it's active. Something is going to happen because of the word of God. It's God's words. It's God's words. My words versus God's words are two different things. It's God's word. If I'm going to bank on anything, I'm going to bank on God's word. 
If I'm going to stand up for anything, I'm going to stand up for God's word. You can throw my book in the trash. It don't matter to me. You throw the Bible in the trash, it ain't going to really help you because it's God's word. Are you hearing me tonight? He said, strengthen me according to you need the strength to pursue some of you. Come on. You got to get out of you got to get out of your comfort zone. You got to get out of the place where you're comfortable at. You'll never go anywhere if you stay in comfortability. You'll never do anything. You'll never do anything great. Matter of fact, God had to take every person that God ever called. They were they were called out of a comfortable place. They were all comfortable doing what they're doing. Look at all the apostles. They didn't sign up to get, oh, my God, persecuted and all of that stuff like that. They were comfortable before they met Jesus. You and I were comfortable before we met Jesus in sin, going straight to hell. But we were fine. (laughs) Y'all going to try to act like sin was not enjoyable for a moment. It was enjoyable. We were fine. So we thought until we met Jesus. And Jesus gave us a, a, a whole new roadmap concerning life that opened up our eyes and say, wow, I was not living before I met him. See, let me tell you something. You and I were not living until we met him. And when you because guess what? How I know this? Because your purpose wasn't inactive until you met him. When, be, when God begins to activate into you this life, the Holy Spirit, oh my God, is the, oh my God, this is the best thing that you will ever partake of. The feeling of the Holy Spirit is better than any wine that you drink, better than any sex you'll have. It's better than all of that. I guarantee you. Matter of fact, I'm not going to say that, but I'll keep to myself. But here, I'll tell you this. I will say this to you is that when you do it God's way, it'll be the best thing you ever have in your life. Y'all ain't trying to clap upon that. All right, I'm standing to your feet. I know when to come out the tough crowd. <laughs> Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. Oh, my God. So listen to me tonight. You need the strength to pursue. The strength to pursue. I want to pray for you tonight. Lift your hands. I want to pray for you tonight that God will that God will strengthen you, that gives you the strength that you will pursue the various things that God has for your life. Uh, matter of fact, repeat this over over you. Say, Lord, say, Lord, come on, say it like you mean it. Say, Lord, strengthen me with your power and your might. Lord, give me the strength to pursue the things that you have for me lord give me the vigor to do the things that you've called me to do lord i pray right now that you would take away any fear and that you would produce in me courage in the midst of fear to be able to take down giants in the name of jesus lord let me be a life let me be a a, a, oh my god let me be a life changer oh god let me change somebody's life in the name of jesus god let me be influential in the different realms of influence that you are calling me to i will not be in fear i will not 
be intimidated, but I will stand upon your word and upon your truth in the name of Jesus the Christ. Come on, put your hands together. Hallelujah. If you're not saved, I offer you Jesus tonight.